Hi and welcome to the Her Forum podcast. We're a platform and community for women in law and aim to bring to you personal and professional insights from some amazing women with strong voices in the field of law. Uh, my name is Julie Scully. I am a mom to two beautiful boys, aged one and six, a wife, a sister and a daughter, and a lawyer by training. I practiced for five and a half years, um, starting as an associate in a large firm in Manhattan and then transitioned to criminal defense um, with a sole practitioner. So I've been at both ends of the practice spectrum, large firm and very, very small shop. And then I transitioned into legal education in 2008 and never looked back. So I decided to go into law like many to make a difference. So that for me, it was affecting people's lives, day-to-day -day lives. Um, and I think that I also in some way wanted to be a bright light in an otherwise dark spot, which is why I was drawn to criminal defense, though I don't know that I would have known that at the time or been able to articulate it. But I do think that that was part of my, my desire in a professional career. And I also very much prioritized living in an urban city, specifically New York. So I had two... Um, two priorities as I was looking for work during law school. And I went to law school in the middle of America. So I am born and raised in Indiana and it's where I studied law. And the, the transition from a, you know, a, a small, like a smaller town or a, a more regional um, state to a larger, bigger urban city was difficult to do. And when I went to law school in the early 2000s, there was not the plethora of career services that there are now in American law schools. And so it was very much your own, um, your own effort, your own journey to try to figure out where to go um, and how to get there. So I did that. And the, 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 the interesting thing about that time for me was that it was very difficult to find criminal work um, criminal jobs from when you weren't in the area, when you weren't living in the location. And so it, for me, it was much easier to find a job in a large firm do, where I ended up doing structured finance work than it was in a, um, in a, in a criminal job. So for, it was a gateway for me to get to the New York area, but it wasn't the driven to do. And I know you might think like criminal defense and structured finance seems so opposite and they, and they really were. And I, and I recognized fairly quickly that it wasn't, it wasn't the type of work for me. And there were a couple of reasons why I didn't, um, I didn't love what I did and, or, or maybe things I just recognized doing that job. And the first one was the unpredictability of the hours. I mean, the hours were long, they were certainly long, but they're also very unpredictable. And I'm a type A planner, so you can imagine how difficult that is to not be able to plan anything, including your dinners at night. Um, and, and the second, um, or maybe there's three, two, maybe three. Um, the second was just the lack of interaction with the client. I mean, the cl our clients were big mortgage companies or banks. I never, once a year, I would get to see their faces at a client party we would have. But otherwise, they were voices on the phone, and I didn't even get to talk to them that often. So there was a real lack of interaction with people other than my coworkers, which was the highlight of the job for sure. Um, and the third was I looked around at what the 
senior associates and the partners' lives were like in the firm that I was in. And they did, that wasn't, that was, those were not the, um, that was not where I wanted to go. That was not my long-term career goals. And so they just didn't align. And for me, those were all signs that I was not in the right place. Um, and I also don't love math or numbers and I love writing and I didn't get to do any writing and I was surrounded by numbers constantly. And it was like very, very difficult for me to, to pick up because that just wasn't, that wasn't what I, you know, that's not what I wanted to do. So I basically had to start over and I did look at doing other, um, other careers. You know, I thought about obviously transitioning out of law entirely at that point. So I thought if this is what I'm going to do, maybe I should think about doing something totally different. And one of the areas I looked at was actually education. So I thought about teaching. I thought about, um, you know, being in the classroom and trying to, you know, getting energy from other people, kids, or even high schoolers. And New York City has a teaching fellows program that I, I very much looked into at the time. And I also thought about trying criminal defense, which was the reason why I went to law school in the first place and seeing whether or not that is something that, um, that would fit my life better. And, and I just, so I did end up moving into criminal defense and it was a difficult transition, mostly because I had to start over professionally. So I'd been out of law school for two and a half years practicing, but I hadn't done criminal defense. And so you basically have to start your career in that area over. Um, and then that's what I did. And I worked for a sole practitioner doing that for three years. I recognized then that also it wasn't the right fit for me. Um, and for kind of similar reasons, but a little bit different. And there were a couple of big ones. The hours were just as long. I mean, they really were. So I did not get the work-life balance that I was seeking. And the second was I did not like spending my days in an adversarial way. I did not like fighting, um, you know, arguing with whoever, the state, your own client. Like this is just not the way I wanted to spend my days. Though I did feel like I was able, and it, part of it was status, like I got satisfaction from being the light in a dark place. I mean, think about it. You are dealing with people on their absolute worst day. I mean, this is the worst time of their life. And so there's a real opportunity there to make a difference in a positive way, but it's very draining individually and, uh, you know, kind of emotionally on you as the lawyer working with, you know, criminal defense clients. So while the opportunity is big, it is all consuming. Um, and so for me, some of the, the reasons why I left my structured finance job ended up being the same. I still was lacking the work-life balance. Um, and while I had the interaction with people, it wasn't in the positive way that I was hoping for. Uh, and so I did something that I would had never, I was just so antithetical to my personality, which is I quit the job with nothing lined up. And I, I remember having a conversation with my dad about it, where I was like, I just can't do this anymore. But I didn't have the time to look for any other work, nor did I really know what I wanted to do. He said, I think you have to quit. And that's just as a, you know, a type A planner, very risk adverse. That was a difficult decision for me to do, but it was the right one at the time because it gave me the space, the reflection, the time that I needed to think about what I really wanted to do. And I took three months, which was in the summer, which is a lovely time to be in New York, um, to think about what it is that I really wanted to do. And I recognized a couple of things about myself is that I really wanted to work with people in a positive way. 
And I wanted to stay connected to the law. I wanted to do something where my background and my experience was still relevant. And legal education seemed to be the perfect marriage. And as, as I said before, like teaching, being in a school, that was something I was interested in too. So I really managed to kind of combine all of those. I didn't know if I was going to like it at the time. Oh, and the work-life balance. So maybe there were three things that I was really prioritizing then. And, um, and I got a job at an institution in Brooklyn, the Brooklyn Law School and 2008, and it ended up being the perfect fit and I never looked back. So it brought me all of the things that I wanted, the work-life balance, the connection to the law and the positive work with people where you get to be a part of a journey, a positive journey, a journey through education that is a real, it ended up being um, what I thought was a job. I would say first, the grass is always greener. So a lot of times people will say, oh, or I thought this, if I just get out of this, this job or this environment, or if I work at a smaller place, it will be better for me. I'll have a better work-life balance or I, whatever the things you don't like about your work, you won't have to deal with anymore. It's not always true. And so I, my first recommendation is that you increase your circle to include, or your network to include people who do the type of work in the type of place that you're interested in doing. So if you're in a multinational firm and you wanna work for something more regional, or you wanna, I, I don't like the international travel or it's pulling me away from home at the wrong time of year, whatever it is, talk to people who do that and see whether the things that are troubling you about your current place will be solved by you know, working in that different environment. Um, that's one. Um, and I think that that's a good idea anyway. And if, I don't know, you know, it depends on how far along in your career as to how much legwork that will take for you to, to make those connections. But this is one place where I think LinkedIn is actually very, very helpful because I have a lot of times, um, even if I'm looking for a speaker for something at the law, at the law school now, you know, um, at Columbia, I now have the privilege of working with international lawyers. Who, um, who are sophisticated and ambitious and, and further along in their career. So I bring in different speakers to talk about you know, different things during their executive LLM program. And, um, and if I'm looking for someone, I'll go on LinkedIn and see if we you know, know anyone in common. And that's a really great way to increase, um, to have an, and then I'll contact the person. Hey, I see that you know so-and-so. Can you make an introduction for me? I'm interested in having them, Tom. Or, or if you were even second, you know, your second degree removed, I'll try to find someone that can connect us um, or someone that works at the same location. So that's one thing. And you know, I think people are really happy to talk about themselves. I think that is uh, something that's just like innate to people. They love to tell their story or talk about themselves. And so people are usually real generous with their time. Um, so that's one thing I would say. Um, and the other is don't hesitate. Um, if you're unhappy, do not hesitate to make a move. Or even if you're able, you know, if you have the financial stability to do that, stop doing what you're doing to give yourself the space to find something you would love, would rather do. Um, I think that's very hard for us to do. And some people, it's not possible. I mean, some people, it's, it's purely there's financial reasons why they just cannot afford to do that. But if you can, because I feel like what happens when we're working and we're working a lot, we don't, you need some time and some, um, and you need to permission, I think, to like to explore and to, and looking for a job is really a full-time job. It's very hard to do while you're also working, but we spend so much of our time working that it's just a shame if you're not doing something that you love. Now you're not going to love all of it all of the time. Obviously there are things we all don't like about the work that we do. 
but we're giving up time with our families and with our kids and with ourselves. And you just deserve to love what you do. And so, um, you know, don't hesitate to start making moves to that, um, towards that end, whatever it is, um, which is, I would recommend talking to other people who are doing the jobs to make sure that it is what you think it's going to be. Oh, and one more thing, prioritize people. I always, I want to mention that because I think even if the work that you do is not what you love, the, if you're doing it with people who are good people, who are people who are working hard, who are bringing, elevating you in some way, then at least it's not all a lost cause, right? At least it's not all for nothing. At least you have had a positive people experience. And I do think at the end of the day, as we look back on our careers, it is all about people. I mean, it really is about the people that we are serving or the people that we are working with as to how fulfilling your career ends up being. If you have the clarity of, you know, the vision of what you want to do, then thinking about that job and then working backwards. So I found that helpful to think if I would have known like, okay, criminal is what I want to do. Talk to people who are doing that. How did they get there? And then plan out my journey. I think that that is a better, I do mazes from the back, from backwards too. So I think that's just maybe the way I think. My son says, that's not the way you're supposed to do them. But I think looking to where you want to go and then finding out the steps to get there is really, that's a helpful way for me to think about it. So that's one thing. And the second thing is I would have learned a second language. I think that that just helps you career-wise no matter what you end up doing. So those are two like kind of, I don't know, fun, more fun tidbits of looking back. Not that I necessarily regret anything, but I, I would have made different decisions. And I think maybe people are fooling themselves if they don't, if they don't think that when they look back on their lives, that it would have been just an easier time, but it's a learning process. And I tell students now that you will rarely have the dream job right out of the gate. It's going to take you a little bit of time. Usually. I mean, there are people who I'm envious of that just know it exactly where they're going and how they're going to get there. And, and that's a wonderful thing if, if that works for you. But think about your life. It changes. You know, when I started my career, I was a young, single, you know, woman in New York. And now I'm like an old married mother of two. So like my life has undergone a, a dramatic transition that makes the priorities in my job different. And I think that that will be true for a lot of women, especially um, as you, you know, move through whatever it is that you want in life, as you move through that journey, your, your values and your priorities will change. Um, and so just remember that it's a process and a journey. And even when you're in the low points or you're in the, you know, kind of darker days where you're like, I cannot believe I have to do this again, go to this job again, do this work again, that as long as you're taking steps to move towards something more positive, that you'll feel okay about it. You'll realize that it is just part of your, your, your journey, your life professional journey. So. Thanks for tuning in and stay tuned for more.